Boom. Ding. This is how you do a cold open. I can't even find you. Where'd your picture go? <laughs> well, here we go. Where'd Joe's you go, trying man? to figure out a computer. Well, at least I can hear you. You don't need to look at me. There you are. Holy. I lost you in my multiple windows here. Yeah, I bet. I lost, looking at, I lost looking at that pretty boy face of yours, man. What do you got all these windows open for? This is why you get disconnected all the time. One. I got two open. There you go. I don't think that Apple can handle two windows. One for my baseball stats. Because <laughs> we're in the playoffs. And I'm up 11-5 in the semifinals. Who's in the playoffs? What are you talking Me, about? man. Been stroking. First place out of 14 teams this season. 19-2-1. Oh, in your pool, you mean? Yeah, in fantasy baseball pool. In your fantasy. It's a keeper league. It's a what? It's a keeper league. Keeper? What's that mean? It means you, there's X amount of... Uh, one, two, three. You got uh, uh. X amount of players that are that you you keep each season, no matter what. So it's not like every season you're starting over with a complete team draft again. Hmm. You get to keep 20 players from the previous season. And then you got, what? I'm already sad. I asked that question. <laughs> you should be happy, man. <laughs> I get money back. Cause I came first overall out of 14 teams this season. Now we're in the playoffs. I'm in the semifinals. Are baseball's in the playoffs now? No, the fantasy league's in the playoffs. What do you ha- What are you talking about? How's that possible? Because we don't play. Our season ends before the playoffs start. Because we can't have a season when half the teams aren't even in the pl- in the playoff hunt, right? That means players on our teams wouldn't be wouldn't be picking or hitting. Uh, so our yeah. playoffs are the final few weeks before the actual real playoffs start. That way, all of our players are still actually producing runs and hits and innings. Yeah, but it's not really playoffs. It's just the end of the season. Yes. Yeah. But it's our playoffs. We're in playoffs. I'm in the semifinals. But it's not really playoffs. What? I just told you it was. <sighs> So what what have you been up to tonight, man? Why do you disrespect my stuff, man? What have you been doing? People don't want to hear about fantasies. Your fantasies. Uh, what was I doing tonight? Yeah. Uh, I was outside puttering around with the uh, with the hot tub, trying to get the uh, the levels right. And then uh, before we came on here, I was passed out on the couch while I was watching the Jays game. So I was about uh, ten minutes late. <laughs> Now, well, as most viewers of baseball games are, passed out cold on the couch. And now I'm in my garage recording this show, and I'm fucking surrounded by the stink of the garbage in here. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, probably you throw out enough food to feed an <sighs> army there. Yeah, you know, two bites of the steak, and that's it. You throw the rest <laughs> That's right. You try the next steak. <laughs> are you, so are you hungry now? Yeah, I'm getting a little hungry, man. Good. You won't let me eat my sunflower seeds in here. <laughs> Go all crazy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Not, I got a big sunflower growing in my backyard. It's about to uh, start uh, producing seeds. I'll have homegrown seeds for you, man. 
Ugh. If I can get to them before the birds. What do you mean? Blah. This is the real deal. Organic. Uh, do uh, do a batch of. Uh, make sure you do up a batch of uh, pumpkin seeds in the oven this winter or this Halloween. Okay. Yeah, we normally do. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I love that shit. Uh, sometimes the uh, if they're not hauled, you know, when you do it yourself, you can't haul them. So uh, all that hull is hard to chew on. What do you mean hull? You know, the seed is actually inside of the hull. Yeah, but you eat that after you cook it too. Yeah, I know. It's just very sometimes very tough. No, you yeah. cook it right as long as it's seasoned properly. It's just nice and crisp, and it's just yeah. Mm. There's the odd time you get that sliver in your throat and you start choking. That's right. But it's delicious. So I'll have, to, I'll have to make sure we pick up a couple extra pumpkins this uh, Halloween. Well, you're going to do some of your own? Oh, we always do. Well, I, I tell the wife to do it. Then why do you eat all mine when I bring it to work? Because I've already eaten mine by then. <laughs> oh, man. I love it, man. Mmm. Leave my sunflower seeds. Don't. You don't need them. No one cared last time. Smacking your chompers on those through the whole thing. Bouncing them off the freaking microphone. It's angry. Jesus Christ. No one commented. You were the only one making a fuss about it, dude. No one commented. Well, people, uh, you know, people are shy. They don't like commenting. So, don't like to take on Joe and his... (laughs) His anger. Mm. Mm. I'm yeah. tired. Great. You're what tired. you do tonight, man? Why do we have to postpone this show until a bit later? Where are we up to? Uh, I took the kids out. We went to uh, went to Dairy Queen for dinner. Nice, uh, healthy meal. And uh, went to... I had a was coupon. Your, wait, was that your idea? Yeah, because I had this coupon. I had this coupon for uh, two... Two double cheeseburger combos. So that includes fries and a drink. Two of those for $10. Pretty good deal, eh? Double cheeseburgers. Did I say double? Yeah, double. Yeah, but those are small burgers, right? Well, Dairy Queen's normally has really decent size burgers, or so I thought. So I packed up the kids when we went there uh, to the Dairy Queen closest to me, waited in line for a while, and... uh I didn't notice at the bottom of the coupon, it said young street location only. Hmm. And they wouldn't honor the coupon. So I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of still giving them my money. Uh, so we left and went to the other Dairy Queen. So I had another little five minute drive across town to get to that one. And then uh, we got our burgers and the kids split their meal. Cause it was so huge. And, uh, and we got some frosties after that, or some uh, blizzards, mm-hmm. which I had a coupon for as well. So, I'm not a big fan of Dairy Queen, to be honest with you. Why not? Because it's dirty. <laughs> there that, we go. Is that what we're saying? It's not up to the level? <laughs> is this one of your dirty places you're saying? <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's. To be honest with you, the only ice cream I really have in there is just a plain vanilla sundae or plain vanilla cone. Yeah, soft serve. Yeah, that's it. I don't like all their other shit. I'm not a big fan of their, their ice cream cakes. 
And uh, really, they're an ice cream place, and they have no business making burgers. <laughs> they they have it's like a charcoal cook, I think, too, on their burgers. It's an actual real burger. Well, I'm sure it's frozen and all. I that, eat but... it in two seconds anyway, so I don't taste it. <laughs> you know, but that. you don't like a blizzard. Who doesn't like a blizzard? I don't like blizzards. I don't Come like on. all that stuff in there. <laughs> I don't like that stuff. Plain vanilla, maybe with a little sprinkle of some uh, nuts, lightly. And uh, even there, I like strawberries, but their strawberry drizzle is like there's too much shit in there. There's too much sugar and all that nonsense. I don't think you've ever had a blizzard before. I have. I don't like it. Why do you have to have all that stuff in your food? I didn't have all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Who thinks in a blizzard? Why can't you have ice cream straight up? You got to have Oreo bits in there and all that shit. Oh, I love an Oreo blizzard. But tonight I had uh, the monthly feature, which was a pumpkin pie blizzard. Oh, my God. This is my favorite time of the year. Okay, Richard. (laughs) It was actually really good. Uh, That's uncalled for, man. You don't need to eat that excess. (laughs) It was Goddamn good. Really pumpkin-y. Tasted yeah, like guy. Nice vegetarian meal with the kids. Oh. Something healthy. <laughs> yeah, should have. But uh, nah, there's no fun in that. And the kids had uh, cookie dough blizzard. Can't oh. go wrong with that. <laughs> you gotta but you'll drive... You'll drive cross town to get a McDonald's ice cream, which the jury's still out if it's really ice cream. Yeah, but I do that because it's cheap. And <laughs> what do true. I get? Just a plain vanilla sundae. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's all I remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. Okay. No, it's because you're driving it down your throat so fast. You don't uh, you don't have a need for any how kind of we, flavor or. How we eat is a representative of ourselves. Okay. Okay, so what does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> you know how I eat, like a freaking animal. <laughs> oh, man. So that's all. Oh, and then I, we went uh, to check out the old Value Village for, uh, for a quick spin through the aisles. Yeah. And, uh, Anything in that dirt show? <sighs> no, nothing there. They had a PS1 and a PS2, and they were relatively overpriced at, like, uh, 15 and 25 dollars and it was a fat fat ps2 nothing else to uh mm-hmm. nothing else to talk about though kind of let down so no finds there i wouldn't mind finding a, a, a ps skinny if i could it really how much are you willing to spend on that <clears throat> um i don't know what are they worth Never really looked at them. Yeah, you know, they're they're probably found on Kijiji around thirty bucks, between thirty and forty, maybe even as low as twenty. So I can keep an eye out for you if you want. That's not bad. That's worth it. Why do you want one though? You have the fatty, and you have your backwards compatible PS3. Yeah, it's just nice and portable. Uh, I don't have one yet, so I'd like to maybe have one. 
different you version of the me- system. I don't know. Whatever. You want me to find you a breast pump bag to put it in as well for um, travel? Uh, is that what you had? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. If it's uh, if it's clean. If it's not, you know, milk all over the yeah. place. <laughs> There's no residual white chisel all over it. Nothing uh, white and flaky and crusty. Yeah. No, that's true. That PS2 of mine fits right in there and travels very nicely. Very easy. I went to, uh, I did a bunch of running around today. Bunch of fucking craziness. <clears throat> Started my day off with the Cairo appointment. Because uh, you and I have been both been suffering with this uh, freaking hip impingement slash uh, sciatica thing going on for about two weeks now, three weeks. So I'm finally feeling about 75%. So I did another Cairo today and then I booked a massage for later this afternoon. So in between that, I did a bunch of running around and um, in that one running around, I stopped by my local EB games and picked up three games today. I got uh, Dragon Age Inquisition for the PS3. I got uh, uh, Greatest Hits version of uh, Red Dead Redemption and then uh, the sequel to that or extended version is the uh, Red Dead Undead or something like that. Or suddenly there's zombies in the Wild West. Yeah. And I picked up... uh, Oh, uh, Transformers uh, Fall of Cybertron game. Well, that's not a new one, is it? Mm, no, it's a couple of years old. Two years old, I want to say, maybe. Hmm. So yeah. all, for, all for the PS3? Yeah, all for the PS3. And what's funny is I was talking to the... To the uh, I'll be polite to the lovely uh, girl behind the counter. And I go, oh, so I heard some talk that you guys may be uh, picking up some, uh, you know, bringing them some retro games to your store, right? Like buying those off of people. And guess what she said? Mm. <laughs> I, I couldn't guess. Uh, yeah, retro games aren't really in right now. There's no value in them for us. Retro games. You're going to have to say that back to me again. You totally broke up. What did she say? She said retro games aren't really in right now. There's no value in them. (laughs) I I just said, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And kept my mouth shut. You fucking dummy. You should ask her if she had any in the back that they were going to throw out and you'd take off their hands. Uh, no, I, I could tell she's a very corporate girl. The way she'd answer the phone twice when I was there saying, uh, you know, I think someone asked to speak to someone or speak to her. She said, oh, we're a corporation. So you have to speak to uh, my manager or to uh, corporate office. I'm like, you suck. Wow. Who hired you? Yeah, she really keeps up with the industry. And that's why EB Games sucks. I don't know why I go there, but sometimes it's just to pick up the odd cheap game. 
Yeah, well, sometimes they'll have older games there for like, you know, $3. You can't help but shop from there. Yeah. Well, they, these were all used, but uh, I checked the disc before I bought them just to make sure that there were no scratches or whatever. So all three you were... Buy you? What? You buy used. Well, where am I going to wow. find these games new? I don't know. You... <laughs> How many times have you had a used game in your hand? a newer console used game and put it back on the shelf. Cause you couldn't bring yourself to touch mm-hmm. or bring home something oh, that worry. someone else had. I wiped them down when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Disinfected the uh, outer cartridge sleeve and the inner part. So they're clean to be in my house, but uh, the only one out of those, well, technically four games, if you want to call it. Uh, the only one I've played is the first red dead redemption. I love that one. Yeah, I had that for the original Xbox. Yeah, that Rockstar company does. They do some good work, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know, I fucking probably gave that away to EB Games at one point back in the day. I have to probably end up getting that back at one point. And, oh, and their prices? Holy crap, man. You know what these new games are going for now? 80? Yeah. Yeah, there's, well, they, there's a new one that's, I guess, coming out that's the latest game that uh, is bundled with the PS4 system. I forget what it's called. It starts with a D. Uh, Deliverance or not Deliverance. Uh, whatever it is. It's some future game. $79, man. Who's paying that? Yeah. When was the last time you, what's the last game that you paid an exorbitant amount of money for? Um, New or used? That is a great question. Probably the last Grand Theft Auto, but I still got it on like a Boxing Day sale or a Black Friday day. Yeah, you're right. That's, I'm the same. That's probably the last brand new game I bought was the last Grand Theft Auto. I guess it would have been five, right? Yeah, there's certain games that I'll, I'll pay for right away because I don't want to wait for them, and that game was certainly worth it. And but uh, holy shit, man! Unless you're, ugh. yeah, that's disgusting. As a parent now, I'd hate to, I'd hate to have to buy a game for a little kid. Yeah, can you imagine? If they want like uh, three or four games. Well, wouldn't be a problem for uh, for the Joe household, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you see what I bring to work to eat because I got so much money. <laughs> oh, loaf of bread, peanut butter. Uh, holy, we're, we're getting inundated on Twitter for lots of questions for this Oh, episode. man. Why'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> They're good questions, too. Why am I not being included in these notifications? Because <laughs> you, your name, your Twitter name is too long. Told you that before. What are you talking about? No one can fit that huge Twitter name in the in the conversation. It takes up too many characters. Oh, by, by the way, what is that Twitter name? Well, it's at a angry... No. A, a, uh, underscore... No. Uh, Autobot. <laughs> <laughs> say it right 
and say it proud. AC Decepticon. Ooh. And what's yeah. your Twitter Put handle? Some capitals in there. Doesn't matter if there's capitals or not, dude. Yeah. Okay. And what's your uh, Twitter handle? Wow, that's easy. That's at SDC Pod. Just like the show, yo. And where can people find us? What? Why don't you just go ahead and start the show? This, this is our new intro, man. I asked oh, you. It's a great intro. <laughs> I'm tired of that bloody intro, man. It takes too long. I don't even know what episode this is. Oh, 50, uh, 51. Okay. How do I know that? How do you know that? I was asking you. What well, happened because... on the last episode? Oh, well. We had our big uh, STC Pod 50, 50 friggin' episodes. So we had a big old anniversary show, and uh, uh, I think uh, people you, liked it. And you wrote happy, I forgot to reply to you, you wrote happy anniversary to me on my message thing. And I just realized I never replied back to you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was not surprising. Ah, <laughs> oh, dirtbag. Oh, man. Happy yep. 50th, partner. Yeah, no reply. Unfavorite. I replied back to you on two days later. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was a great episode, man. We had two special guests uh, at, or not, yeah. Is it at Sarkasim? There's an underscore in there. Yep. And at Mrs. Q-Dog. Yeah. We had the ladies on. Yeah, we, two hot we bodies. We wanted the ladies to make us feel good and to give us all kinds of compliments and talk about how. Mm, you know what? It was good, but then I felt like a little kid again because they uh, they said a few embarrassing things to me. I think made me turn red. <laughs> they said a few embarrassing things to you. I think so. Really? I don't think so. They were just asking the burning questions that uh, everyone wants to know. I don't remember. Well, I, w I wouldn't want to turn don't, you red again. Don't bring it up. <laughs> if you want to find out what it was, though, check out our last episode. Yeah. It, hey, if any the listenership out there has a, a friend or a neighbor who's, you know, wants to get into listening to podcasts or whatever, start them off on episode 50. It's, I think it's a good launch pad for for the show because the ladies reminisce about their favorite episodes and they're rolling around laughing. And of course we had a very special surprise come in at the end, caught Joe off guard. Captain uh, cartridge cannot came on, broke into the show. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I thought we were being hacked. That was good. <laughs> oh, well. uh, that was funny. It was good times. And then the show ended completely off the rails as yeah. every start to continue should. Yep. This time, nothing due to our fault though. <laughs> well, we we're supposedly moderating the whole thing and just watch it, watched it happen. Watched it go down. <laughs> it's good. Really like that show. The, with the intro, we finally had music. We had a special uh, episode 50 intro. Uh, we had some you editing. Can't call that, you can't call that music, but you can't what? You can't call that intro music. Yeah, I I think by definition it was music. 
no music is like saw so, uh, words and uh you know music intertwined together you did a piece that was a uh, quotes taken from previous podcasts interspersed amongst uh theatrical themed orchestral music fanfare music yeah yeah music see you said which it. i have no no <laughs> come on people want to know what the hell you're trying to say <laughs> they're like is he gonna come to a point on this what i just did i'm right you're wrong i think you're saying like most of the productions we do if i created it it wasn't good enough is that what you're saying uh no i said it was good <laughs> it was a little dated Dated. But I'm not surprised because that's how uh, that's how you roll, man. It was awesome because it starts like uh, you know the very important first scene of Patton, very uh, noble, and uh, you know you have to stop and listen, and then it ends on the crescendo from like Stripes with uh, Bill Murray and John Candy blasting through the fence in their armored RV, right? Huh? Yeah. yeah, that's what I said when I heard it. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, you want to answer? You want to intersperse these questions throughout the show? You want I want you to. I want you to start the show off. God damn it! We already did. Get the, I don't think so. I don't have my notes. I can't figure this. I can't go off the cuff. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like shit. Holy Let's God. just start the show. Everyone, welcome to episode number 51 of Start to Continue podcast. Uh, we're actually switching our name now, aren't we? Should we start going by the moniker of STC Pod? Um, Since well, it flows off the tongue. Well, yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. I th that'll. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. All right. Short and sweet. I'm Joe, and with all of this, is my host, Bill. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's me. That's it. We're starting the show. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you know, what time of season is this, man? What time of season? Yes. <laughs> it's about. Is that good English? <laughs> it's a, it's is about. me English good? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1030 season. First goddamn day of fall. That's what that is. And the fall. What's the I best part about this season? The best part. All the new shows are starting, man. Oh, I thought you were going to say because hockey's in preseason right now. You'll find it on television. <laughs> no. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to get angry there. Forget it. I'm not talking about shit hockey. <laughs> yeah, man, all the new shows. I, I know. You'd be, how you'd be more excited? All I know, all you do complain about is your PVR is about to explode. Yeah, I can't get excited about the new shows because I can't watch them. There's just so many flying at me right now, and the PVR is kind of jammed. So I've already let a bunch of them go by. Um, this is the uh, only night that I'm actually uh, not recording a brand new show so far. Because well, okay. Monday, Monday was, uh, well, Monday and Tuesday, I don't remember what shows on what day, but there was the uh, 
Minority Report starting up. Uh, That new Muppet TV show is starting up, which I'm really excited about. I did catch that, by the way. Any good? I wasn't blown away by it. I'll probably, that means means I'll probably like it. (laughs) It has potential. It has potential. Uh, Minority Report, Muppets. uh, Gotham. uh, Gotham, yes. Well, I was trying to think of brand new shows. Oh, brand new. Yes. I'm excited about this season of Gotham, even though, okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh, What's that one with the, uh, you take that pill and you're suddenly super smart again? Oh, yeah. That show, whatever that's called. You just like that because you're one of your uh, stable of steeds will make an appearance in the pilot. It's his his My boy, Bradley Cooper. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, all I remember is like the pills, like called like NTZ. Shit. Uh, Probably got like sarcasm only right now. Yeah. It's like unchained or something or no, shattered, shattered. No, look it up. Google, it, you're on the bloody internet, man. Look it up. I can't, I got too many windows open. I can't, uh, force it. Uh, what else? Well, there's that show with uh, the guy who uh, he's in Strike Back, and he's in a new show on on the oh, uh, Blind Spot. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Find some woman all tattooed up, and uh, you know she can't rem- remember anything, but all the clues are on the ink on yeah on her body. That's it. Blind Spot. Okay. It is called Blind Spot. Uh, starring Jamie Alexander, who's the girl, and Sullivan Stapleton from the highly recommended STC pod uh, watch list, uh, Strike Back. Definitely. Along with the other great show, Banshee. Right, Kevin? (laughs) Yeah. Banshee should be coming back soon. Maybe it's in the new year. Um, well, as well, uh, let's see, who is it? Stars has, uh, Ash versus the evil dead. Yeah. I know you're excited about that. I'm really excited about that. That is going to be something else. I don't, I don't remember where we pick it up here in Canada. I think it's a channel. I don't get like super channel or something like that. And, uh, I don't know when HBO is rolling it out, but it is going to be amazing when Westworld happens. Yes. They're showing trailers for it right now. Uh, you were, we were thinking of that show limitless. <laughs> limitless. Yeah. Damn. Brain fart there. Well, so what, uh, what have you managed to watch already? Nothing. Haven't had any time. My PVR is only about 60% right now because I got about, oh, probably like, without a word of a lie, between 20 and 30 episodes from last season interspersed throughout various shows that I got to get caught up on. So, basically, I'm going to have to take a couple of days off and just sit in front of the TV and and watch TV. Uh, what's, to be honest with you, I have no problem doing. 
so are you going to bother with the uh, with Gotham and Agents of Shield and absolutely, yeah, the Agent Carter? Well, no, I'm I'm caught up on from Gotham last season. Uh, Agents of Shield, I'm still behind a bunch of episodes from last season, only because I was watching some other shows in the meantime, so I got to watch that first. Uh, Agent Carter, I missed a bunch from last season, so I'm just going to procure them myself and get caught up. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I heard, I heard is I heard is fantastic. I've only seen a couple episodes, and I love I love I really liked how they, you know, made it a, a period piece. I thought she did a good job too. I suppose I didn't see any of it. Probably should. Probably should have. Probably should check it out. And Gotham, I didn't watch any of it. Maybe a couple episodes, but uh, I Tell hear you, man, it is excellent. Well, a lot of people complained about the first season that there wasn't enough wasn't enough happening, wasn't enough uh, like hero stuff going on. So I've heard they've tightened tightened it up for the second season. You're gonna get things moving. You're gonna see some action. You're gonna see the actual, you know. Well, the second season is more focused on the bad guys than the good guys. And uh, I, I haven't heard anything about Agents of Shield. I don't know what to expect from that. I'm way behind on that. Probably the last. I definitely didn't watch the last season. I don't know if I'm going to bother. Oh, I would if I were you. No, you probably wouldn't like it though. So critical. Well, yeah, there's too much good stuff coming on. Like uh, the Nick will be coming back on on HBO. Yep. And uh, the leftovers will also be starting back up. Yeah. And you have to finish the first season of uh, Penny Dreadful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I That's know. I have a fantastic couple. series, man. Oh. I have a couple episodes left of the first season, and I have the entire second season sitting on the PVR, all queued up, waiting to go. Again, these are these are shows that I can't watch, you know, when the kids are sitting around doing homework and stuff. So Can I talk to you about how much I like Eva Green. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. <laughs> mm. Almost as much as Bradley Cooper. Almost. I'd love to be a Yeah. Cold cuts between those two slices of bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, well, let's uh, let's uh, throw a question out at you here from uh, from the Twitterverse. Uh, hmm. See if I can find one. I know Mrs. Q Dog wrote something. Yeah, want me to ask you that one? No, I got it here. Oh, sorry, it's at Miss. Yeah, I said at Mrs. Q Dog. Sorry. Yeah. All right, do yours. Okay, she asked. Besides your own and. Transformers and beer. What is or are your favorite podcast? Hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I've been on a huge uh, Joe Rogan experience kick probably the last uh, half year. So he's certainly my go-to one at the moment. Um, I like his though, because he does the video record of it. So you can actually sit, watch them in studio with a guest. They've got a good multiple camera work. Uh, they bring up topics that they're talking about on a big screen. And then uh, 
throw it up on the screen so that you can see what they're talking about too. And he usually puts out two, sometimes three episodes a week. It's it's crazy the amount of guests he just keeps pumping out. And then you just as well, like it because he sits there flexing his muscles. He literally sits there flexing his pectoral muscles during the entire podcast, and you are fixated on that. So frustrating. Not the only reason. <laughs> and he's talking about. Uh, you know, the UFC. I'm talking about why I like it. Okay. And his guests are so varied. It's not just, you know, obviously he's one of the announcers for the UFC when they do their pay-per-views and whatnot, but his guests are so varied from, you know, uh, from he'll, he'll do people involved within the fight community to uh, PhD doctors. Um to YouTube celebrities, to fellow comedians, you know, to guys that uh, take apart cars and put them back together, like restore vehicles in that way. Uh, it's it's anyone and everyone that you can think of, he's pretty much had on the show. So it's it's a, such a wide variety. Um, but like I said, if you're always, it's always putting out shows two to three a week, there's always some content there for you to watch or listen to, depending on how you like it. Uh, and his shows usually run between um, two, two and a half hours. And they feel like, you know, maybe a 30 minutes a show instead. So They feel like five hours. Five hours long. No. We talk about all the UFC crap over and over again. And he talks about how he's training and uh, his workout and what he eats and how tough this guy is compared to this guy. No, he talks about, um, you know, he talks to psychologists. He talks to uh, (laughs) psychiatry professors. He talks to fighters. Got Jay Leno. He's got comedians. Uh, Hmm. He talks to uh, one thing I'm looking at here. He's a professor of marketing at Concordia University Research. You know? Yeah. Just check it out. Just do the Joe Rogan experience, and I guarantee you will enjoy it. So that's my main one going to right now. What's yours, Bill? Well, um, let me just look up... uh, on my podcasting app. I listen to Conan on YouTube. <laughs> ah. If Conan shows up uh, on a podcast somewhere, I'm definitely listening to it. And that's, I think, how I discovered uh, Mark Marin's podcast, WTF with Mark Marin. Uh, Conan appeared on there. We've talked about these already, man. All right. Well, I'm just putting it out there. Of course, we have our, you know, got to unite with our cartridge club brethren. You know, the Cartridge Club has podcast once a month with Game of the Month. Obviously, we like that. We like the Retro Fandango. Uh, leftover Bits, of course. You know, Captain Canuck and NZ, they've just started a podcast. Uh, Retroholics Anonymous, that's a new one that started up with a bunch of uh, gamers all sitting around uh, talking about their collections and their games. Um. What else? A bonus barrel. So a couple of game developers. Uh, 
What else? Who else we am I missing? To, uh, well, we watched that Okay. They put on some pretty good shows on YouTube. I know it's not a podcast per se, but they put on. No, some they do have a podcast as well. They do a podcast on YouTube. Uh, it pops up every so often. And yeah, they put out some amazing, uh, amazing videos where they, uh, they have a series called exposition where they look at <clears throat> a comic book series like they did transformers. And now they're doing Ninja turtles. Uh, and they go in depth and they, uh, summarize what's been going on in the books with, uh, you know, they'll mix in clips from whatever movies and, you know, uh, as well, you get to see the art from the comics and they're usually playing a video game at the same time and just shooting the shit about it called exposition. And they also review games as well. Uh, Haru. Okay. Okay. So what right? podcast do you listen to though? Okay. Uh, you just you just describe all the all the gaming sites and people we follow that we check out on a daily basis. Oh well, I'm not done yet. I just before we got on, I was listening to the Narc podcast, the North American Retro Collective. Uh, P1 was just on there, so I was listening to that. I think you'd you'd enjoy that. Uh, well, I think you've listened to a couple of those. Yeah, uh, you'd really like the trivia. They do a big old trivia section. And uh, it's entertaining. Is it as good as uh, Ramvox's? No way. Come on. Ramvox kicks it up to a level of uh, supremacy. But, you know, when, the, the podcasts I'm constantly updating, like the big boys, are... Uh, I like to see who the Nerdist has on. I like to see who WTF has on. And I like to see uh, Fresh Air, who they have on from NPR. Terry Gross is a great interviewer. So I love hearing her interviews with whoever she has. And as well, um, we got our Kevin Smith podcast, uh, Get Old, with Jay and Silent Bob. And <laughs> he also has a Frasier podcast, which I find myself listening to. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know Frasier why either. Fan. Makes <laughs> me angry every time I hear you listen to that piece of shit. It's not like they go on about, it's like every one of his podcasts. It may have a title, but he goes on about all kinds of other stuff like, he was uh, on, I forget which episode it was, but he was going on about the Norman Lear universe back in the day uh, for most of the show. And it was fascinating stuff. He had, you know, Perry Gelpin on for, for uh, a show and uh, it's really good. And he also has uh, fat man on Batman, which is supposed to be a Batman podcast, but often they talk about everything, you know, uh, Hollywood comic uh, subject matter, heroes and science fiction and anything like that. And of course they're, they're insiders. So they, you know, they have kind of an inside track and they can kind of tell you the rumors and right. what people were to work with, you know, if they're talking about certain people. Uh, All right. I love those shows. So yeah, we have the independent ones we listen to, but we also listen to the big boys all the time. Well, because we have a lot of time at work to listen to podcasts, so um, I got to throw out. Uh, of course, everyone listened to Serial last year. I listened to that as well, except Joe. Joe didn't listen to that. Nope. Oh, there was another dramatic one I listened to that was about zombies. It was like an old radio show full of production. 
the hell was that called? We're live. If anyone wants to hear like uh, a dramatic yeah, I, podcast. I started to, and then I got uh, sidetracked for some reason. I kind of forgot about that one. It wasn't bad. wasn't bad at all. And of course, top of my list, which we can't mention because we weren't allowed to, is Transformers and Beer. But we're not allowed to mention that. So. Yeah, that show's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I really like the host M. Does a fantastic job. Really? Yeah. Got a real uh, command of uh, the language and a calm demeanor and a radio tone. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the AP he's working across from, but just comes off probably really good. On, probably on steroids or something. <laughs> Uh, well, so there you go. Lots of answers to that. Can't really name the exact perfect favorite. Did you write that stuff all down? No, off the cuff, off the cuff. Hope I didn't forget some of the independent dudes out there. Oh, well, the cat max has a good one too. Steven Eider. You know, he's a hype cast. He calls it. Sure. I'm missing somebody else. Anyways, you know, there's all kinds of game podcasts and all kinds of gaming stuff. Sometimes I just want to hear something different. That's when I go to the, go to the big boys and hear them interview. Like, uh, Mark Marin had Keith Richards on this week and he had James Taylor on as well. So where else are you going to hear that kind of stuff? If you want to hear that stuff, <laughs> you don't want to hear it. Keith Richards interview? No, I don't. What? I heard like, enough of Keith Richards in the last 30 years to film me. Oh, uh, well. Anyways, uh, we got to talk about the uh, the game swap happened last week. Waterloo game swap. Game swap. Game swap. Out in Waterloo. At Rim Park in Waterloo. When was the last time you were in Waterloo? Probably about 15 years ago. Yeah, probably same for me. Well, um, All right, so by, by annually, they put on a uh, a game swap um, where people go and uh, vendor tables are sold at a relatively low price. So just about anybody can go and rent a table and uh, thin out their collection, you know, work trades with people. It's not just dealers there like your transformer uh, 80s toy shows and stuff it's just uh you know like community uh gamer to gamer rather than dealer to gamer dealings going on so you know prices might you said uh some of the tables were held by those store guys yeah there's definitely dealers there but there's also your neighbors there as well so it was uh it was jammed. It was packed. I went with uh, Kevin and Sarah, buried on Mars and Sarka Sim. They met me in Toronto and we uh, carpooled our way to Waterloo mm-hmm. and got there about uh, an hour early. Um, there was a VIP line, which got in 15 minutes early for twice the admission price, which uh, eh, we didn't think it was worth it. What was the admission price? Five bucks. Breaking the bank. 
Yeah. So uh, if you were a VIP, it was 10 bucks, but you only had 15 minutes. So is it, is it really worth it getting in early? Yeah. You're going to have first look at everything, but no dealer is going to lower their yeah, price to the first guy. Is, so their games aren't big boxed items. So they're harder to pick out. So yeah, I'd say for something like this, as opposed to my uh, TF cons, it's not worth it. And uh, it seemed like pretty well organized. Like the, a lot of the vendors were commenting how, when they were setting up, they weren't allowed to themselves graze the other tables for deals. Cause a lot of these shows, you know, your vendors will, they get the first look at everyone else's table and they get grab the cheap stuff and bring it to their table and mark it up. There was none of that allowed apparently. And even stuff like, uh, I was overheard a guy asking one of the vendors to hand him over like just a huge box so he could look through it in the aisle and the vendor wouldn't let him because he said, uh, we've been told we can't clutter up the aisles with people looking through shit. So it was well looked after that way, organized well, even though it was rammed with people, rammed with people. So we got there about an hour early. And we waited in line. I forgot my phone in Kevin's car, so I had to go back, grab my phone. And as I'm walking back to the thing, I hear somebody yelling, Bill! And I had that moment of, uh, yeah, no one knows I'm here. Do I just ignore that and keep walking? Or do I look to see like an idiot who it is? And uh, I thought, well, you know what? I'm kind of a famous person nowadays. And <laughs> I'm wearing my STC pod shirt. So I turned around to look and there was J rock waving me down. J rock, the game rocker, famous YouTuber. So I went over there, shook his hand, met him for the first time. And, uh, he was with his buddy, Oscar. They came together and, uh, J rock and Oscar, they were VIPs. They went for the VIP action. So we didn't get to hang out in line too much, but, uh, he did manage to snap pictures of me and post them on Twitter as did Kevin. Kevin, uh, I offered to, uh, take Viz of Kevin to, for his channel, you know, he could have a whole episode out there. I could be his cameraman. He didn't want that for some reason. So I said, well, at least let's, uh, periscope you out to Twitter for all of your fans. Cause you are an online personality and I'm trying to get the periscope going. And uh, what's he do? He starts his up and he manages to launch his Periscope before mine. And he shoots my image all over the interwebs. And, you know, we're supposed to be a secret podcast over here, you know, no images. And sure enough, there he is recording me and blasting me all over, uh, all over the Twitterverse. Did you catch any of that uh, Periscope action when it was going down? No, I missed that one, dude. Never knew it was on. And then he wouldn't even put himself on camera. He's an on-camera guy. He's Mr. On-camera. I'm not on-camera. He's on-camera. He wouldn't even put himself on. I don't know. So that was happening. We were having all kinds of fun in line. And then the doors opened. We went in there, paid our money. And uh, I said to them, you know, see you later. I got to be unfettered. I got to be free. I got to scout the tables at my own pace. So I just went off. My eyes went wide and uh, took it all in. Uh, I was really going just, I have no real 
want list per se. I was really going just for an education on uh, what the market's like for a lot of hardware and software and whatnot. But I ended, uh, ended up picking up a few things. So pretty good day. That was me stopping talking, waiting for you to oh, continue. Well, you didn't give me a fucking break to get in there at any point. You're just rambling on. Christ. I was passing out. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for you to come in. I, well, maybe you have maybe a question you, or two. You finally, you, know? took a, you finally took a breath. <laughs> Holy shit, I can say something now. Oh, boy. I can say Waterloo really, another time, man. Really working out this banter well. Say Waterloo another ten times. Actually, I just, uh, if anybody wanted to check out the pictures from uh, Bill's uh, misadventure in Waterloo, uh, go to stcpod.com. It's actually one, should be the latest one up there. Uh, and if you pop that open, you can see all the pictures that Bill took. I'm just scrolling through them right now. Because this is what I'm interested in, is what you actually took pictures of and what you picked up. I couldn't take too many pictures. It was so rammed with people. Uh, couldn't, couldn't really listen, get elbow around. Save your excuses, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at like your first one here. Super Nintendo boxed entertainment system. One is $350. Uh, there's a Super NES control deck. I guess it comes with a Kirby Superstar game. Target exclusive for $400. How'd you find the prices there for like the game systems or, you know, bo either boxed, uh, you know, handhelds or what, whatnot? Well, box stuff seemed really expensive, super expensive, as as you can see in those was pictures. Stuff in, was stuff mostly decent or was it jacked up? Not, well, joke, not Joe condition? You know, the boxes looked really good. I didn't open any boxes, but uh, the boxes all looked really good. The ones that were out there um but i'm not even interested to begin to talk about uh a product when the price starts that high yeah. so i'm sorry but i bought super <laughs> nintendo for 400 bucks highly overpriced yeah at least there you know there there was a lot of deals to be made people people were willing to uh, all right so it, it, now explain that part in terms of making the deals. Is it when you came across the table and you were talking to someone and say a game was priced at $10, would you try and start off at five? Yeah. Well, for instance, I bought two uh, Sega Genesis games. Uh, they were the uh, Desert Strike and Jungle Strike, where you play an Apache helicopter, kind of a third person view. I uh, had them as uh, had them back in the day, and we've been looking to get them back. They were at this table for uh, ten dollars each. Mm, I don't want to pay ten dollars each, so uh, yeah, I asked for half that price. I asked both of them, "Can I take both for ten dollars?" Now look at this: uh, the package doesn't open right. Uh, I'm not seeing instructions in this one. Uh, this has, you know, has the wrong instructions. The cartridge keeps falling out of the container. You know, this is really making your table look bad. I can, you know, I guess I could probably take these both for $10. And uh, at first, they said they couldn't do it. Can you believe that? Yes. They didn't do it. <laughs> 
So, you know, I him and hawed a little bit. And, you know, you sure? That's, you know, that's not bad. I'm, it'll be helping you out. No, no, can't do it. So I walked away. And uh, surprisingly, they were still there when you came back. Yeah, I did. I'm, I I looped back after a little while and they were still there. So that's when you got to you got to press hard at that point. And so I ended up getting them both for ten dollars in the end. Nice. <clears throat> what was that story you were telling me about? Um, oh, no, that was from the uh, that was from that berry show that you went to, right? The uh, the flea market, uh, the flea market berry one. Yeah, that big one. Mm-hmm. About the one where the dealer said, "Good day, sir." Oh yeah, I said, "Good day." <laughs> yeah. You should tell that story because that's a fucking great story. Yeah, I pissed that guy off for sure. Throw that! At, can you throw that one in there? I'm trying uh, to rem- trying to remember what was it a camera you were looking at? No, no, I I think it was a, it was for you. It was a Burnout Three on the original Xbox for you. I think I was grabbing. Oh, really? It. And I think he wanted. <laughs> I can't remember if they were 10 or five. I can't remember. No, it must've been more than that. Right? No, no. I thought you really like talked the guy down to like, I've got 35 cents in my pocket. <laughs> Let me do you a favor and take this <laughs> off your table. No, I, I asked him how much they, I, it must've been $10. Cause I thought it was really expensive to begin with at a flea market. And so I, asked him to verify what his prices were and you know, oh yeah these are ten dollars and there's a i'm like well it's just a ps you know an xbox original game it's fairly common we have no instructions or anything I, i'd be ha- i'd give you two dollars for this it's a two dollar item <laughs> that's when he started going off on me two dollars and where do i make my money from two dollars well, you probably got this entire box for like $12. So you are still going to make some money, right? Who are we kidding? This is a flea market. Anyways, I didn't say that's what I was thinking. Uh, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't getting the gist of what he was. Saying. I'm like, no, seriously, I, I'll give you $2 for this. And it's a done deal. I just kept staring ahead. I'm like, hello, sir. Uh, he's like, good day, sir. Have yourself a great day. <laughs> okay. Oh, I wish I, I was there. Thank that. you very much. You good luck selling that box of uh, original Xbox games for ten dollars each. You'll be taking them home. That's doing that guy a favor. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you uh, searching that game out for me, man. That's that would have been a great story. I would have been laughing out loud. Really? Come on. You know he got that entire box for nothing. They all do. Yeah. They never buy anything single. It's always a. Uh, big box lot purchases from like whatever yard yeah. sales or some other nonsense or someone that they can rip off on Gigi and then they triple the price when they sell it individually. Yeah. Go put it on your shelf at your retail store and put 10 or $15 on it. You're in a, on the grass in a flea market, you're getting $2. That's your offer, buddy. Jesus. Yeah. I wasn't happy with that, but you did end up coming away with what I think is a great little piece for me at this show. Um, it's funny because I was, uh, while you were off uh, gallivanting with your, your friends here, I was uh, working that day. Yeah, you're working. Uh, and I get this text from Bill. He takes a picture of uh, he's, uh in television, a box full of Intellivision games, sorry. And, <laughs> and his only thing is, any Intellivision you need, 
and I can't even see like I can see the one title on top of this yeah. pile of television games. I courtesy so sent I, you a a picture of a huge box of television. Is there any title you're looking for for in television? No, no. Any in television you need is the direct sentence you sent me. So then I sent them back two pictures of what in television games I have on my bookshelves right now. <laughs> yeah, like and I had to back through that. that. You can see every single title there, all perfectly displayed, Canadian <laughs> version, American version. And he goes, nothing in particular, a certain title. It's like, yeah. just no. I, his reply back, nope, too busy, dude. Too bad for you. No, you're missing the text that you sent me back. You asked me to take a photo of every single Intellivision game in the box so you could browse through it not at your in, leisure not at work. In, not individually. Just take them out so that I can actually see the titles. <laughs> and I can tell you anyone. But anyway, I guess you uh, you had time at the end, so you came back and... You picked me up a Masters of the Universe, the Power of He-Man game for Intellivision. Which is, uh, I, if I did remember them making that game, I know I certainly never played it. And uh, yeah, so that was fantastic. And you got it at the rock bottom price of $10. Well, yeah. Um, which is probably I... because it was, because it said He-Man, so they probably thought it was worth something. I remember seeing that game advertised in like old comic books. I used to read as a kid thinking, man, I would love this game. And then I happened to find it here at a, it was, this was at a different vendor who had in television. And, um, I asked him how much no prices run the Intellivision games. I asked how much are the Intellivision games? He said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to price chart everything. So you tell me what you want. We'll look it up on the price charts. I'm like, what? What is a price chart? Well, whatever, whatever you want to do. And so I, I'm looking for this He-Man one. He said, okay, price chart it up. Let's go. It goes to the price chart. Oh, some webpage somewhere. I don't know. 30 bucks. Uh, no, I don't think so. This is Intellivision. Uh, I'll be putting that back. So, well, okay. How about, we'll, we'll just go 20 bucks in. I'm like, well, actually this, uh, you know, the corners look like it was pressed and it's missing. Um, it used to come with a comic book. It's missing the comic book. Uh, so, you know, he's like, oh, he didn't even let me offer. He went right down to 10 immediately. So that eh, 10 okay. I'll take it for 10. Yeah. Cause he probably bought it for like, one dollar each in that whole box that was on the ground being kicked around. Oh yeah. And even, even, uh, his girlfriend beside him was like, Holy smokes, you drop quick on that. And he's like, well, it's in television. It's a, it's a niche thing. So, you know, we're not going to get too many buyers for it. So like, yeah, that's right. So why you try and hose me for 30, but that, uh, the guy beside him, he was, uh, he was a vendor. I, I had a game. I first wanted, I was looking for Shadow of the Colossus for the PS2. Uh, I don't know if you remember Dean from Round 2 Gaming was doing those uh, figure reviews. And they were figures from this game where you're just this tiny little dude and you have to fight these huge Colossus monsters. And he showed uh, Game Viz in his reviews and the game just looks crazy. So uh, when I walked through the door of that place, you know, I'm going to look for that Shadow of the Colossus because I don't have that. This guy had it. And the guy beside the guy with the Intellivision, he had it. 
And I think he had, uh, I think he, I think he had $20 on it. Oh, and what? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, you know, a PS2 game. Yeah. I, I, I'd be more, listen, guy, I'd be more, I'll give you $5 for it right now. You know, we'll, we'll clear up your box area a little bit here. And let's be reasonable. Come on. He's like, well, you know, I see what you mean. I, I'll take uh, 10 for it. I'm like, no, I like, I would love to be able to dicker with you, but I only have $5 set aside for this game. He's like, well, how about seven? I'm like, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, man. I, just, I only want to pay $5 for it. He's like, and he held firm at seven. He wouldn't take seven. So, uh, yeah, I walked away from it at that point because it was at the beginning of the day. So I thought I'd see it somewhere else. And I did see it on a bunch of other tables cruising around 20 to $30 range every time. Really? Yep. So I found it again near the end of our day at a vendor. I bought a couple things off of, um, he had it as well. And he had a $15 price tag. So I think at this point I went, I better go back to that first guy and get it for $7. So I went back to the first guy and of course it was gone. Hmm. So then I circled back around to the $15 guy and I ended up getting it from him. Uh, I think I offered him five bucks again (laughs) and and he's like, no, uh, maybe 10. I'm like, look, I don't want to be a dick here, but I got a guy across the, the, the room here who actually was giving it to me for, for like seven bucks. So he's like, well, maybe you should go back to that guy. Well, I'm here. I got the money. Let's go. I'll tell you what, I'll raise it up because I'm, I'm here to play. I'll, I'll be a man here and I'll step up my offer. And I offered him uh, six bucks for it. And, uh, he was hemming and hawing. And then when I finally added it up to six fifty, he took that deal. So I got the game for six fifty. Wow. Look at yeah. You, man. Yeah. I got so, I, I love to film this one time. So <laughs> the art of negotiating. Well, you know, I paid a little bit more and I wanted to. But I wanted the game, so no, uh, I'm not. I'm being serious, man. That's uh, so I probably this, just I probably just would have paid the ten bucks off the start or something myself. You know what? Those PS2 games, I hate spending more than five bucks for them. Like I really do at this time of the, you know, this era of collecting. So no, this guy also this guy he had a Game Boy Advance SP, which ever since our uh, Luke the Projectionist episode, cousin Luke. Luke. Cousin Luke's been on me to to get a Game Boy Advance SP. He's convinced me that I needed it, even though, you know, I have the DS Lite, which takes Game Boy Advance games, but he convinced me that if you get the Advance SP, you can play original Game Boy games on that. So that's always been in the back of my head for the last month or so. And this guy who who worked with me on the Shadow of the Colossus had a red, that's my color, uh, Game Boy Advance SP in a case uh, with two, you know, throwaway carts in the case, and he had forty dollars on it. Which the going rate for those all through the show was between forty and sixty dollars sticker price. So um, I said, "What do you want to do? Uh, what do you want with this thing here? I'm not sure if I want it, 
just wondering, uh, you know, what's your bottom dollar on this thing? So actually he had 45 on it. And I think he said he went down to like 30 bucks immediately on it. And I said, uh, you know what? I, I'm, tr I'm trying to talk myself into this thing. I don't really need it, but I kind of want it, but you know, I, I'd be, I'd be around the $20 area for this thing. And he's like, Ooh, geez. I, I don't know about $20. <laughs> yeah. He's, I don't, he's like, I work, I worked with you on the shadow of the Colossus. So, you know, uh, you won that one. Maybe I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure if I need, I, you know, I probably don't need it. And, uh, I walked away from the deal at that point. Um, cause I'm, I still wasn't convinced that I really, that I really need it. Like, do I need it? Probably not. So we, we broke for lunch anyways, at that point. And I'm asking Kevin, you know, do I need this thing? Is that something I should really get? Cause if I get that now, now what? Now I need Game Boy games, right? So I got to start buying Game Boy games now. Do I want to go down that rabbit hole? So after the lunch, I was empowered by a jumbo hot dog and I uh, thought, okay, I'm just going to go back and see that guy. <laughs> I'm going to throw the $20 out again just to see, you know, see what sticks. And if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. So, oh, well. And we had a nice, uh, the guy was super friendly. I'll give him that. And, uh, you know, I told him, you know, I was really on the fence about it. And he ended up giving it to me for like, I think it was $22. Hmm. So it's the uh, model one, which means it doesn't have as bright of a backlight as the, uh, the one after that. I forget what the model number is for the one after that, but it works. Came with two games. One game's like a, it's some kind of knockoff uh, 32 in one cart. So there's a bunch of uh, old Game Boy games on that. But now, now here I am. I got to look for Game Boy games. So if any listenership out there has a bunch of throwaway Game Boy games they want to send my way, send them on over. I can finally play them. Never had a Game Boy in my life, so interested to see how these games are. I like to find a vintage original Game Boy uh, carry case. I've got one, but it's... Um you know how the interior of it, it's got that really thin layer of foam. You will know you didn't have one, you said. But anyway, so when you open up the, the flap of the case, there's a, a fine, thin foam layer of protective whatever it is, right? It's hard plastic? Hard no, no, plastic? it's a soft case. Okay. So it's, a, you know, based on the age of it, it's just been deteriorating. So every time I unzip this... Uh, travel case that holds like the game boy and the game light and a bunch of cartridges. It's uh, got a fine layer of uh, deteriorating uh, foam all over it. So I constantly got to blow it out and clean it out. So I'd like to find a, maybe a newer one or just a different version of a ca uh, carry case. So see this one that you have has, it's like a hard case almost, right? Soft well, hard case. Yeah. It's a mad cat case. So it's nothing, it's not branded Nintendo or anything. Yeah. Of course, I just made up that Pelican case of mine to hold my three other DSs and <laughs> there's no more room to stick this thing. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. Can you redo the interior of that to uh, make it fit? No, the, you know, the holes I've made already and I've been racking my brain how to, 
like move them around and I would need a whole new piece of foam and start over again, I think. Or That's else what I mean, though. Yeah, you can buy new foam and start over again. But you'd have to ship that in from the States somewhere. I don't think anyone in Canada is doing it. Um, so uh, there was one way I could put it in, but one side of the uh, SP would be up against the side of the case. So it has potential to get scratched that way. So what's the point? No. Yeah, that's true. Or you could just wrap it and put it in. And then you don't have to worry about it. I guess. But then it's a big hassle getting it out every time if it's wrapped in something. Well, no. just like a thin, a thin cloth. That's all. Yeah, you're so right. Scroll, scrolling through the rest of the uh, your photos here. See, there's a boatload of Sega Master System games getting the uh, kicked on the floor treatment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Sega Master System, you and I have been watching a bunch of uh, Mr. Q-Dog and Mrs. Q-Dog uh, videos recently. Um, yeah, I've he chimed in about those. I missed a bunch, and uh, he's got uh, almost a Sega Master System game collection and probably unit and accessories. I think he's only missing like six Master System games to complete his uh, collection. So if you're looking for a pretty impressive uh, video and uh, gaming catalog, I'd check him out if you're interested in that. Yeah, he chimed in over those photos. He noticed that they were actually uh, Master System import games on the oh. floor too. Which uh, there's some you mean of those not? Uh, would they still be available in North America? Is a North American version, or are they strictly imports? I guess there was imports in there. I don't know what. I didn't take a close look at them. Hmm. I just saw them on the floor and took a shot of them for the disrespect factor. But you know what? That's uh, I know at some TF shows that I've gone to, and I've talked to you about this before, that stuff you find in boxes just underneath the table tend to be some of the, the better treasures, right? The oh, stuff yeah. that people never think about looking just because, you know, your eyes are constantly scanning everything on the table or, or, uh, uh, on the portable shelves behind the table. Yeah. You know, and you can, throw. I always, I, I tend to do the hunt under the tables as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you make payment too, under the table. True that. Um, yeah. And you can throw like, Hey, 30 bucks. I'll take this box off the floor yeah. for you. <laughs> it's on the floor for a reason. Yep. They, you know, some of the times they, say they just don't know what they have. Right. Yeah. And I got to uh, thank, uh, Kevin too. He gave me, uh, at the show, he gave me that Sonic two cart for the Genesis. He knows I'm trying to rebuild that Genesis collection. I well, sold years ago. So he had an extra Sonic two. He gave that to me. There you go. A thank you to Kevin. I'm thanking Kevin at Buried on Mars for a gift. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, thank Kevin, you. I'm trying to uh, complete my Final Fantasy collection. Um, <laughs> I've misplaced my Final Fantasy seven. Oh, that's the big one. If you have an extra one lying around, feel free to send it my way. <laughs> uh, uh, what else is there here in these photos? Here's a Coleco Adam home computer. Right, which is what I had. $75, no power cord, untested. 
Yeah, this guy was a bit insane. He uh, he wanted a hundred for it, then it immediately went down to seventy five, and he's like, "No, no, there is a there is a following, and there is a following for the Atom computer. I I've never seen it, but I've heard there is a following for the Atom computer." And I was like, "See me uh, near the end of the show, and we'll probably we could probably get it down to 50. And I've never seen a keyboard so yellowed before in my life. Like yeah. it was crazy, and it's missing a power cord, and it was untested and the Atom was known to be an extremely faulty computer. Uh, well, specifically because of the way the power's routed, the power routes routes Look, through the, the one where it routes through the printer first. Yeah. 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 Oh. That just came to me now. That's right. So it was, it was cool <laughs> yeah. to see. See if a power source ever cropped out, you'd have to replace the actual printer unit too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see. He had uh, some old cassettes in there, some Adam Coleco cassettes, and uh, I would have just asked him how. Much, I would ask him how much just for the cassettes. Yeah, that's, that would have been cool. Yeah, forget the system. I'll never play it. Uh, what else you got here? Scrolling through your photos, you got a bunch of Retron fives from that piece of shit store in Pickering that I wish would burn down. Yeah, the, even tell, their tables. Tell, tell the people about their table display that made me nauseous. Their tables just made you not want to deal with them because they're so arrogant. And uh, they had a big sign saying, we buy Nintendo and a couple glass cases. And they'd have like the, uh, they'd have like Zelda Majora's Mask or something. And a big wad of 50s laying on top of it. And then beside that would be a Mario game. And a big wad of fifties on top of that. It just turned my stomach. If I was a walk around with just a, they probably had a flashing sign above their heads just saying douche pointing yeah. down at them, right? It's like a big sign saying, We're what's wrong with this uh yeah. this industry right now. We're the problem. <laughs> this is the store that um it's fairly close to where I live, so I occasionally hit it up just I've yet to buy anything from them just because I find their prices a little ridiculous, but and their attitude and demeanor as well. But they've got, uh, it's a long rectangular type of shop. And behind the counter, they've got shelves. It's tall. It's a tall store. So they've got multiple shelves going all the way up to the ceiling pretty much. And on these shelves are uh, vintage video games from various systems, you know, Nintendo, NES, Super Nintendo games, whatever. But they're complete. Some some of them are bought or they're all boxed. They're probably all complete. Some of them are still sealed. And these are the ones that you, I remember the first time I walked into the shop. I said, "Oh, how much for that? Uh, whatever game it was up on on the shelf back there." He says, "Oh no, no, those aren't for sale. They're just for looking at." And it's just that's the kind of attitude and and stuff that they have at the store. It's just like, look at us. This is what we have. This is what we do. Mm. Yep, there was like six of them working their tables, all in matching shirts, you know, golf shirts with the embroidered name of the store. You just knew to stay away from them. Although I had to take a picture because I'd never seen that many Retron 5s in one sitting. Yeah, I'm looking at about three, six, nine. I can clearly see about 12 here. I'm sure there's more. Uh, Retron 5 is now going for $159. I know my... My co-host from Transformers and Beer bought uh, 
bought his off of them. I think he pre-ordered it when it first came out, and the going rate back then was one seventy-five or one seventy-nine. Yeah, it was one seventy-nine up here. Yeah, it dropped about twenty bucks, I guess. You think it would have dropped more with all the bad press it's gotten? Has it got bad press? Yeah, I think a lot of the online reviews uh, gave yeah. it uh, the poo-poo. He hasn't told me anything about that. I don't know if he's had any issues with his or not, but uh, uh, a couple other photos here. You got an Atari video computer system. Looks to be boxed. No price on that one. Bunch of GameCubes. Bunch of loose Super Nintendos. Multicolored uh, Nintendo 64s. Boatload of NES systems. Other. What were those like? Any good? What? Condition-wise? Do you remember the NES systems? There was many, 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 many. There were lots to look at, so I never really took a close look at them, but there were tons of them. Do you remember what the prices were for those? A curiosity? I think they were around the $50 mark. Oh. Yeah. Nothing that would make me look twice and go, oh, no, maybe I should grab one. You know, can, like, look at that table. There was a stack of how many there? And it's still... Uh, I see seven of them. And there's no price there? Uh, there is. It's too small to see. It's those little small stickers. I do see beside them, though, there's a boxed Nest satellite, which would have been interesting to grab. Um, All right. Yeah, man, some cool pictures. I'm glad you had a good time with the show. I, what did I do? Oh, that's, yeah, that's why I couldn't go. I took a stupid shift. Yeah. Hmm. You were given tons and tons of money. Wow. Well, yeah. Since it's a, uh, since it's a uh, twice a year event, I'll have to uh, certainly make sure I'm ready to go to the next one. Well, yeah, you should probably get them in. You can see it shifting, you know, or it's shifting from, this is like a bunch of people having a yard sale in a room to shifting to the dealer. Soon as there's a uh, popularity and some prosperity out of something like that. Yep. That's usually what tends to happen, right? The, uh, you know what they should do is whoever sets these things up or game community set it up. It's, um, they should make it so that no dealers allowed just, you know, for the fans, by the fans. Right. And I'm sure that's how this started off, probably, right? Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. No dealer tables. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so is that it? Was that everything I picked up? Uh in television. Yep. Colossus, two desert or two strike games, your little red Nintendo Game Boy, you got the He-Man game for me, and you got the Genesis Sonic from uh Kev. And uh, that's all I see. That's the final picture, anyway. Okay, cool. That's that. And thanks, uh, thanks, Buried on Mars and Sarkis M for carpooling me all the way to Waterloo. It's good times. Did you sleep on the way down? <laughs> no. <laughs> sleep on that would be a Joe thing. Uh, for sure. Sarah at least offer you one of her coffees. Hmm. I don't know. Huh. Hmm. 
How rude. We were drinking coffee. I don't know if oh, she offered okay. to pick it up or not. I don't know. No, she got her coffee when I went out to the car, I think. Yeah, she snuck ah. the coffee. Yeah, she snuck it. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting on here as usual. Uh, there's so much stuff to get to, folks. Uh, I got so many clips to play. Um, you want to just finish off these questions and uh... throw them out there. Okay. Uh, Duke over at Retro Nonsense. How often do you attend festivals or cons? Do you enjoy them? What's your favorite? And what's the best deal you got from one? You, Joe, you're a big uh, convention guy, so go ahead. Uh, I've, for myself, I've only been hitting up the conventions on a regular basis starting back in 2011 which was when I got back into transformer collecting. Uh, and I tend to hit up probably about two, probably about three shows a year, sometimes four. The two mainstays being uh, TFCon, which is the biggest transformers run convention in North America. Uh, that just happened recently. I think that's in July. Uh, earlier in the year, there's the eighties toy expo. Uh, these all take place out in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, uh, at one of the uh, Hilton hotels. So there's the 80s Toy Expo, TFCon, and there's one that's coming up that I will be hitting this Sunday, and that's the Retro Toy Expo. Oh, uh, no, sorry, it's the Action Figure Expo. That's uh, this Sunday. So stay tuned for pictures and comments and hopefully some pickups for me. I'm looking to, uh, I prefer the mix and match shows like the eighties toy show, you know, retro toy expos because, um, it's not only a mishmash of like, you'll find transformers there, which I'm interested, but, uh, basically anything eighties on around that time period. So for this one, I'm looking to find some vintage, uh, gaming magazines hopefully some nintendo powers and uh maybe some video games on the cheap so what was your best deal at one of these you go to your stuff and then let me think about this <laughs> well uh, well speaking of festivals or conventions like have you done the like on the convention side of things like the science fiction conventions like uh genre related conventions like the Stargate convention. Or no, I've never done anything like that. Um, and the only prior convention I've actually been to prior to 2011 was, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but I actually went to one of the uh, comic cons downtown Toronto there at the um, uh, convention center. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. That, that would have been like the, I think it's called the fan expo. I don't know if it was called the fan expo when I went to it. Oh. I think it was actually Comic Con. Anyway, it was a long, long time ago. I can't even tell you when that was, but uh, uh, certainly at the early stages of the popularity of all this. And um, but no, I've never done like a Star Trek convention or anything like that. You know. Well, I I rarely do these big conventions you you've been to, uh, just because they're so you know very dealer centric, and uh, I, I like like the, uh, the swap kind of thing, the swap idea or uh flea markets where it's, where it's your neighbor you're trading with rather than a, a big dealer who's uh, 
really thinking about the bottom line. So really, I haven't been any to any to those big conventions Joe's talked about. Um, and I, but I have been to a Star Trek convention back in the day, back in high school when they were just Star Trek conventions. They weren't a uh, big fan expo or Comic Con or anything like that. I think this was in. We drove down to Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo had a Star Trek convention and James Doohan was uh, a speaker there. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we did that. <coughs> but that was at a time where you didn't tell people you were at a Star Trek convention. That that wouldn't have been cool at all. So, kind of snuck out of town to do that. And uh, for my best deal? I'm having a hard time thinking of one that I've done. Yeah, that's a tough one. The trouble with the stuff that I go for is it's the values there that, you know, and more so now that people, like you said, tend to pull stuff up. Oh, what's this? How, what are you willing to sell this for? You know, and then you have the people pull up the prices on eBay or oh, whatever, yeah. whatever other pricing guide systems they use. Right. So it's certainly changed in that sense, but, um, yeah, it's at the conventions that I go to, and unfortunately, they just don't have the deals. Uh, well, I can, like you would at a swap or something. I can say I remember at one of the uh, the big flea market we have up here, the automotive flea market. One year, uh, I bought that uh, Sansui uh, audio receiver, uh, vintage. Sansui was a a very high end Japanese uh, receiver back in the day. And this was just sitting in the grass underneath a couple pioneer receivers. And I don't think the guy knew what he had or even he didn't know if it even worked. You couldn't test it because it was in the middle of a field. I don't know what I got. I think I got it for like five bucks or something. So that was, that was probably my biggest deal. And that's uh that was for a very high end receiver. Uh, you ready to move on? Sure. Joe never got a deal because he always pays retail with golden coins. I don't even bother. I just <laughs> pay full price. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a great question. And uh, from uh, Toku Joe over there across the pond. And I think he stole your... Uh, the Twitter name you wanted because he goes by Big Sexy Joe Bailey. Oh. You were trying to go for uh, the Big Sexy Joe, weren't you? You must have beat you to it. This is perfect for us. How much pizza could you guys eat in one sitting? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Nice question. Yeah, I've seen some eatings, let me tell you. Well, I know we like, uh, we've occasionally done the cheap $5 per $7 pizza each, which is what? Six slices. It's a, a medium Domino's. Yeah. We get near our work for around six bucks. So, uh, a few times we've, we've went for that and we're most happy when we split that where me and Joe will split a medium, but there have been times where Joe will just fold that medium in half and drive it all down. Right. <laughs> yeah, like that's no problem to eat that. 
It's just a matter of uh, how content you want to be afterwards. Uh, I don't know. Probably six to eight slices, I guess. Have you eaten a large by yourself? I know you've eaten the medium by yourself. Have you eaten a large by yourself? I don't think in one sitting. Certainly close to it. What's the large? Like 12 slices, right? I don't know. Yeah, and even even the medium. I don't know if I've done the whole medium at once. Probably a slice left over, but I've definitely seen you eat a whole medium. And, like, you're not even tasting it. It's just... It's just like freight cars driving a train down the throat. Shove it down my throat. And I love that question, Toku Joe. Thank you very much. Um, I think there was a follow-up here from Buried on Mars. And it's (laughs) only because Kevin knows me. Uh, Does Bill still eat pizza with a knife and fork? Yes, he does. Not all, not all the time, but uh, there have been occasions. Now, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'll do that myself too. Um, but it depends on the type of pizza. Well, I've never seen you do that. I've never seen you slow down enough to grab utensils with a pizza. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. For me, uh, that Domino's pizza is just a thin, you know, oh, cheap one-topping pizza. So. Yeah. You know, I can get away without the knife and fork, but the odd time we splurge and we get a really good pizza from, uh, there's a place, uh, well, and are we giving names? Probably not, eh? No, but that's what I mean. You're right. That's what I was going to say. You want a pizza, when you get a nice pizza with like, you know, four toppings on it, five toppings, it's nice and heavy. Yeah. It's piping hot, stick. You try to lift it up with your hand and it's just there's too much weight, so it just falls all over, so you... Lay it down there. You fucking get out your knife and fork. This way you can savor it. Yeah. So if if it's got enough cheese on there where it's uh, making your teeth squeak and all that, it, you definitely need the knife and fork for that. And uh, Mrs. Q Dog continues with, uh, does Bill also eat his candy bars with a knife and fork? He's not classy enough for that. <laughs> no, I haven't classed myself up for that but i have been made fun of before because i will eat uh like wings with a knife and fork and you know even uh, ribs with a knife and fork there's no need to get all dirty folks come on and then what, what do you do when i beg for your bones because <laughs> you never you never you never eat that stuff clean i'm like give me your bones let me suck on them and chew on them joe loves seeing the knife and nope. fork come out with the wings because then he knows he can uh <laughs> suck on my bones afterwards and not worry about me touching them yeah so, well yeah, yeah i don't want i wouldn't do it if your your hands were all over them <laughs> so you like it when i use a knife and fork um keep going here moving along we have a question from uh richard Ramvox. what are your favorite childhood tv shows that you can still watch and enjoy uh, that's easy for me. My favorite show growing up, hands down, was Greatest American Hero. And uh, I can watch that today, no problem. I love it. Love every second of it. Um, it's just great. It was great acting. It was uh, funny stunts. Uh, the storylines were funny. 
Connie Selica in her prime Robert Culp. Like how perfect was Robert Culp? And he playing off the Ralph Hinckley and man, love that show. Used to run around the yard thinking I was uh Grace American hero. Cape flying in the wind. Joe's still pondering. Well, I'm trying to decipher what the question is. Is it what age as a child? Does he mean like cartoons or like just shows we watch in general on TV? Well, you don't have to, what? You don't have to overanalyze it. Just when I, you're a that's kid. That's how I do with things, man. I think <laughs> things over too much. What was your favorite show when you were a kid? I, uh, for me, it was cartoons. But uh, okay, how about this? Let me let me generalize this. Uh, any cartoon that I watched as a kid, be it like Robotech or Transformers or whatever, He Man, that stuff I could watch over and over again, nonstop. It's not an issue there. There's no question. Uh, in regards to like say uh, actual prime time television type of stuff, uh, one show that I loved and watched religiously, and I forget how old I was when it was on. But uh, MacGyver. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. MacGyver, I don't know if that. I think MacGyver think was out. Does it hold up? No, I don't think any of those shows hold up. I haven't seen it in a while. It'd be but, really uh, interesting to see. I it think MacGyver was every Monday night at eight o'clock. Richard Dean Anderson. He was the first uh, steed to be in your stable of uh, men. Yes. <laughs> Oh, for cartoons. I was a huge, the old Spider-Man cartoon from the sixties. Um, yeah. With the, uh, watercolor paint. Yep. The, the, the psychedelics, yeah. the, the newer about, one, uh, the Spider-Man and friends. Uh, did you ever watch rocket Robin hood? No, never did. Cause I was always intertwined with that Spider-Man and be like, usually back to back or something. It wasn't on the channel that we didn't have a lot of channels when I was a kid. So I know a lot of kids at school would go on about that show, but I just didn't get it. I didn't have cable. So never saw that show. I think for primetime shows too, there was some great, like those detective shows like Magnum PI and Simon and Simon, uh, even heart to heart. I liked. Yeah. I watched all those. Um, I don't know if I could watch them now though. We're going to do right, something special with all those shows in our future at some point. It'll be a future episode. We're going to do something special. And, uh, anything left? Yeah. Steven Eider asks, which transformer video games are Joe's favorites? To be honest with you, most of them are all crap. Uh, I don't have a favorite to be honest. I think I barely touched this, uh, war for cybertron game that i just purchased and that's only from i think playing it at the store but uh i know what the gameplay is like i've seen it on youtube and i'm looking forward to giving it a try i heard it's uh supposedly the best one so far but the new one that's coming out that harkens back to the 80s uh, original g1 style of animation uh combined with television show slash the new IDW Comics, uh, Transformers Devastation is looking to be pretty damn good. So that could be the new one to uh, pick up if you're into Transformer games. 
Yeah, I can't even think of one that I ever enjoyed. Thanks. I have been collecting them, though, uh, in case you're wondering, since I've gone back to, uh, I even picked up the old one from uh, Japan. Uh, what the fuck's it called? Something Convoy. It's a shit game, too. Right. Yeah. But uh, that's sort of part, part of the reason why I picked this one up, too. I just, I'm trying to pick up uh, in my travels anyway. Uh, mostly vintage Transformer games, if I can, slash, um, you know, old Transformer magazines or articles or uh, pieces from uh, vintage comics that, that somehow, you know, you can mail away for Transformer items. Oh, I, maybe I'll put this shout out there. If anyone comes across or sees or knows where I can pick one up, I'm looking for a 1984 or 1985 consumers distributing catalog. And Bill's, you got willing? Big, Bill's got a big smile on his <laughs> face as I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> you are willing to do anything for that. I will. Yes. Absolutely. Sucky, sucky. Anything. Hey, now. Well, um, shit. Probably went way long on this uh, really? episode. Holy f- What? <sighs> this is oh man what time do we start i don't know i i keep forgetting to look so sorry about that listeners uh, take uh your time. I, are we at almost two hours here dude geez i hope not this would be ridiculous we don't have a guest and we went this long maybe we should break this up into two parts what do we talk about i still have like three topics here <laughs> a toilet incident oh you gotta save that the wedding I was just at. Oh, shit. I want to hear all that. Okay. My VH- VHS copying. Stay tuned for some toilet stories. STC pod 52, everybody. And uh, I want everybody to go check out those dudes over at uh, Haruoke, if I'm saying that right, uh, on the YouTubes and check out their exposition series because I think it's great. And I can tell they put a lot of work into it. Yeah, for what they do, they should have way more subscribers than what they have. And uh, um, as always, how about this? Uh, you can follow us at STC Pod on Twitter. That's the account that Bill handles. Follow me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out our blog, which is www.stcpod.com. Uh, check out my blog. Uh, Angry Canadian Decepticon. Blogspot.ca. You can find us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash start to continue. And uh, you can find past episodes on our blog as well as on podomatic.com. Just do uh, search start to continue podomatic. And you can find us on uh, the Cartridge Club as well in their uh, oh, bevy yeah. of podcasts. We can say that now, can't we? I guess, I guess, um, you know, again, we want to say a big, uh, shout out and thank you to Sweden. Love that Sweden. And I want to throw Ghana out there as well. Ghana, Ghana, everybody post it and post it.